if you want to get some real estate, the best way to get it is to start investing in real estate. And that's what I'm saying, tax liens and tax deeds is the best way, good people. You don't have to have credit checks, no credit scores, no bank statements, no W-2s, none of that. No real estate license, none of that. And you can still do it while working a nine to five. Welcome to the Aid to Assets podcast, the ultimate podcast for aspiring real estate investors. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson. Join me as we discuss real estate investing for nine to fivers. We'll talk about everything from money mindsets and property ownership and different strategies you can use to invest in real estate. I want to empower investors, especially those of us who are working full time, who want to navigate the world of real estate, uncover the secrets to building wealth, generate passive income to achieve financial freedom. Equip yourself with resources from experts, practical tips, and step-by-step guides on how to kickstart your real estate journey. We'll also hear from nine to fivers who started to build their own portfolios, what they did and how they did it, so you can do it too. Tune in and transform your main job into your biggest silent investor in your real estate investment business. This is your aid to assets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aid to Assets podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson, and I get the opportunity to meet and introduce you to nine to fivers that have started and scaled their real estate portfolios and the people that have helped them do it. And so I am so excited about my guest today. Tiffany, how you doing? I am awesome, lady. How about yourself? I am wonderful. Can't complain. Why don't you start by telling the people a little bit about where you are? and what you do. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Tiffany Tayus, and I am the tax sale expert. Currently, right now, I am living in Atlanta, Georgia, where I've been here like 28 years, but I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, I'm here in the um, city of Atlanta, and what I do is I assist individuals with acquiring real estate through tax lien and tax deed investing. And I'll show you how to scale your ownership in order to have leverage, equity, and control over your life and your future. Love it. So y'all go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss any of this good information Tiffany is about to give us. You want to get your notebook. So if you need to pause and get you your notebook, pen and paper, you're going to want to take notes on this. So Tiffany, from the beginning, before we jump into the how-to, how did you get started? in buying property through tax liens? It's it's quite interesting. It started, honestly, when me and my family, um, a lot of our family are in Mississippi. And so we used to go down and visit our family a lot. And this is when I'm a little older, high school age. And by this time, we're living in Michigan. And so we travel down south and across the street from my, my auntie house, it's a sign that says, lot for sale for $1,000. I was like, a thousand dollars. I said, okay. But that kind of just kind of stayed with me. You feel me? But mm-hmm. um, as I became older and I moved to Atlanta, a friend of mine, a coworker of mine, he said, Tiffany, hey, they have some houses for sale in Detroit for a hundred dollars. And I was like, boy, if you don't get away from my desk with foolishness. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So he was like, no, I'm for real, for real. And so I went to his desk and I saw what he was looking at. And mind you, this was like in oh five, oh six, and it was on realtor.com. And I was like, hold on, this is actually on here. And so basically what I did was I started calling, contacting those real, real estate agents that's attached to those particular properties. And no one was really giving me any true information. And so one of the young ladies I contacted, her name was Antoinette Weaver. And so I said, well, you know what, let me call her. And so I contacted her. She said, yes, these properties are for sale for $100. This is for $200. And that individual introduced me to tax liens and tax deeds. And that's how everything got started. You know, my very first purchases of real estate was not even tax liens and tax deeds. It were those Detroit properties. I purchased a total of three properties all to well, at different times, but they all totaled up to about five hundred dollars for for total. Yeah, for the total amount due. And that kind of that bug bit me and it's been history ever since. <laughs> wow. So one shout out to Internet for being willing to actually give you the real information and tell you what was going on. But 
three properties for $500. That is insane. I couldn't believe in myself. And, you know, I was like, hey, it's a house in Detroit for $200. She was like, well, it's probably not worth nothing. I said, but the land alone is worth more than that. (laughs) Yes. So it's like, you know, my brother, by this time, as I was living in Atlanta, my brother and sister was still in the Detroit area. And I had my brother climbing through windows, taking pictures, attending closings for me with a $100 money order. (laughs) Post office money. Wow. Okay. So you were living in Atlanta when you were buying the properties in Detroit. So what did you end up doing with them? And like, tell us about, okay, so you get a property for $200. What's the condition of these properties? Even though you are 100% right, the dirt was worth more than that by itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, these properties were a shell. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so I don't want you to think you can get a property for $100 and all you got to do is some cosmetic work. No. So... <laughs> We saw the truth around here. That's it. We saw people what they get into. Absolutely. Right. So these things require a full rehab, full Mm -hmm. renovation type work done with them, right? Now, at that time, the city of Detroit, which they're still doing now, they still have a lot of restrictions on their properties. But these particular properties, they were purchased a regular retail through a real estate agent. They were requiring us to go ahead on and get those properties rehabbed within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Tiffany working for the state of Georgia did not have those funds and wasn't aware and don't know how to get the money. And so I was like, oh, no, hold on. So basically what happened is I lost them to the city, lost them back to the city. Mm-hmm. Now, but those were my very first purchases now. And you live and you learn. You understand? Mm-hmm. And this is it's all a process because I was so new to this to the point no one I knew was doing anything remotely close to what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then and then my brother, he was listening to The Breakfast Club, and he heard about this guy named Mark Witten. He was like, Tiffany, this guy, he's on The Breakfast Club, Mark Witten. He sounds like exactly doing exactly what you're doing. I was like, really? Like that? And I got, I got joined his membership group and stuff like that, and I started learning that there is a lot of individuals out there doing what I'm doing, but me and my solo world, like I'm solo dolo and don't, you have to start getting in other rooms, start getting mm-hmm. around other individuals who are doing the same thing as you and you learn a lot. You understand? So those properties, even though they were not tax sale properties, it was regular purchase properties through a real estate agent and a realtor. Mm-hmm. Those properties went back to the city because they put a timeline on when I had to have those properties up to code. And it was very unrealistic timelines due to the fact that the entire blocks in which my properties were located, no one properties were up to code. Mm. And so it was kind of like, no, I'm I, I'm not even in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so new to it. And I just wasn't prepared already to even take on that task. But it was a step that brought me closer and closer to where I am today. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that story and your transparency about like my first property. This was not like we hit it out the park. And no. so... I appreciate you being willing to share that because a lot of times what we hear online from different gurus is that it's just all rainbows and castles and everybody is just doing amazing. And this is a process, especially when we are breaking into something new that we have never been involved in. And we also don't know anyone else that's doing. So we're building this plane while we're flying it. Yes. So you mentioned the mentorship program. Tell us about that. And how did that help you as you continued along this real estate journey? Well, what happened with that is once I was introduced into that particular space, mm-hmm. I started learning about other individuals and start learning and start resonating to individuals that 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 I could relate with. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I start learning about different things, using the land as collateral, understanding comps and what's going on in the areas, doing due diligence. Me, Tiffany, just buying a hundred dollar house. I said, I don't care. This house is a hundred dollars. I want it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hundred dollars. But being able to have strategies on the back end to where, okay, Tiffany, what are you gonna do with this property? Or are you in a position to do anything with it? And if you're not, 
let's put ourselves in a position so that we are able to. So being able to have mentors, I have mentors that don't even know that they were my mentors. You understand? I have, mm -hmm. and, and, and just from my experience, because honestly, Tiff, I thought I was the only one in the world that then came up with something and found something. But once my brother, you know, opened that particular door for me, I've learned that it was so, it's so many of us out here doing it, but yeah. just making sure you get in those right rooms and get educated. And it's always an answer. It's always a solution. You mm -hmm. just don't know what that solution is yet until you get around the right people. Absolutely. Now, mm -hmm. I love what you just said. And so I've said it too. So I want you to explain to the people because you mentioned you had mentors that did not know they were your mentors. Tell us a little bit more about that. I'm just telling you, look, so Max Maxwell, I don't know if you guys know yep. Max Maxwell. <laughs> I used, I'm living in Atlanta. I would drive from Atlanta to North Carolina where they were having like networking opportunities, him, mm -hmm. Nasir, and a couple of other guys that was in real estate. I would leave Atlanta on, on a weekday, ride down there, then the conference room in a hotel, and I'm asking questions. I'm surrounding myself with people. You understand what I'm saying? But he was my mentor, but he didn't know he was. You get what yep. I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I'm asking questions. I'm, I'm asking questions with individuals just sitting there with me. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I had an opportunity to volunteer for his um, conference here in Atlanta. And I, I volunteered for that. Met so many awesome individuals. Pace Morby. Pace don't even know, mm. boo. Pace Morby. It's a lot of individuals that I've been connected with that has helped me along this journey. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's like... From so all of those guys in that particular um, circle. And of course, I have the current individuals that's doing something that's in real estate. Tony the Closer. I went to his event out in Vegas right before COVID. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like understanding that you have to be intentional in your actions and how you move in the circles that you're involving yourself in. So, mm -hmm. of course, I'm not paying for their mentorship, but I am there in the circle. I am there in the conferences. I am there on their lives. If they're having events, free events, Tiffany's going to be there because Tiffany will hop in her car and ride to South Carolina and be in that room. You yes. understand? So there's a lot of people, even Mark Witten, there's a lot of people who have been my mentors just from the free information that they provide. That is so good because a lot of times, so a couple of things that I heard you say is one is like being intentional about getting in the room. And so when you see people, it's not about the Instagram, can I get a picture with them and post online or, but it is about soaking in the knowledge that they are sharing and also sit next to you. Who are the peers that you can meet and collaborate with? Because it's so easy to feel like we are the only one trying to figure this out. We're the only one in our current circle that may All be right. trying to do this, but there are other people that are doing this, but it's on us to put ourselves in position to build those relationships. For so many of us, we got used to, we build relationships off of proximity simply mm -hmm. because we are by each other. Our paths cross on a regular basis. It started, I mean, we, this is how we were growing up. You made yes. your friends because you went to school with them and you had to be in the same building eight hours a day. But right. as an adult, it is so critical that we are actually intentional about the relationships that we cultivate. And this means we got to seek them out. We got to yes. seek them out. We got to sometimes do what may sound crazy. I'm sure we've all been there. You, Somebody probably was like, you driving to where to go do what? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, what? you're leaving early. What does it mean? Yep. yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's okay. They'll catch up. And if they don't, that's not where you need to be right now. Right. So focus okay. on your goal. The other thing, though, that she said, though, was that even if you did not join their mastermind, in this day and age, I want people to free themselves of, well, I got to spend thousands of dollars in order to join this mastermind or group. So since I don't have it, I can't do it. That's an excuse. And y'all know how we do around here. No excuses in the chat. No excuses. People put out so much free content. Yes. Now, 
because it's free, you're going to have to work a little harder for it. You're going to have to piece it together and, you know, be mindful because you are also paying for the convenience of the packaging when you are joining some of these groups and courses and programs and things like that. But at least to get you exposed and to get started, Tiffany just named a list of people that you all could go follow right now to see what they already have online to just Mm -hmm. get you to understand. Because one of the first lessons it sounds like, Tiff, that you made, that you learned was... I got to figure out how to really understand what I'm getting into. I need to really research and learn because we can all spend some money, but do we actually know what we're going to do once we get these properties? You're absolutely correct. And like one, one particular young lady that that has inspired me currently is Tara Colin Smith. Mm -hmm. You understand? And, um, and we just keep bumping to each other. And I'm like, look, it's like, when you're looking at these individuals online, you're not looking at them and, and anyone who's interested in getting into real estate. If you're looking at them just to get next to them and take a picture, that's not my motive. My motive is to get next to them, to work with them, to speak with them, to learn from them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And it, it, it's, it's like, it's just going back to being very intentional and engaged because it's like, I can't come up with the answers myself with the way that I think. I'm only can bring myself so far. Mm-hmm. So being in that proximity, like you were saying, when we were in school, it was a forced proximity. It was a comfortable, uh, this is my area proximity. Mm-hmm. But the proximity I'm trying to get is uncomfortable outside of my comfort zone and getting into areas that's going to elevate me and that's going to be yeah. difficult. And it's going to be hard. And I know that I can't do it alone. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, getting in those rooms. And, it, 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 and the thing about it is when you're approaching individuals, even if you're not paying for a mastermind, come with some type of value. What can you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are take, take, take. We have to bring something to the table as well. Not yeah. just can you help me? No, I can help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is amazing. And so getting comfortable being uncomfortable, intentionally putting ourselves in those uncomfortable situations, because if we try to do something different, we got to do something different. And that's something that a lot of times we say we want, but then our actions aren't necessarily aligning to that. Absolutely. Okay. So now you've, these properties in Detroit, the state's got them back, but you've joined these groups. You're starting to listen to these individuals. What happens next? How do you get back on the horse? Well, what happens next is I learn about, so Miss Weaver, Antoinette, she told me about um, the Detroit Land Bank that they have properties there as well. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. And that's how I started learning about tax means and tax deeds. You mm-hmm. understand? So I was like, hold on. So if they're doing this in Detroit, what other states are doing this? Are they doing this in Georgia? And mm-hmm. are they doing this? Where else are they doing this? And so I start calling around and researching different areas. Now, during this time, I left the state of Georgia. Well, I, I left working for the state of Georgia. Okay. Now I'm work. I started working for the county. Started working for the county government. And so now, once I became part of the county government, I am working in property taxes. I am wow. working in the areas that they're doing tax liens and tax deeds and and i was like look at god won't he do it what is going on here (laughs) but so but in this time but but mind you tiff i didn't even know that's where i was at the time Mm, i didn't mm -hmm. realize that's where i was right so mind you i started searching around in different cities and areas also see if there's land banks and tax liens and everywhere everywhere else right Mm-hmm. So I used to live in the city of St. Louis. And so I said, okay, I saw that city of St. Louis had a tax sale coming up. I, I said, okay, l- let's go to this tax sale. You feel me? So I got on the Greyhound bus and, and me- I've mega busted and Greyhound busted up to the auctions in the city of St. Louis. And I went to those auctions for a good couple of years mm-hmm. just to see what was going on. And they were selling billboards for like $900. They were selling houses for $1,500. 
And mind you, Tiff, it was, we just at the courthouse, about a good handful of us, two handfuls of us, and I'm probably the only little chocolate speck in the in the whole court in the whole room to buy real estate, but I was floored. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And of course, at the auctions, you know, talking with other individuals, networking, you know, and and also researching because it it does take a lot of research to understand exactly what was going on. And so that was my very first tax sale purchase was in the city of St. Louis. Wow. Okay. So what year are we talking about now? Oh, first tax sale purchase would have been probably 2014, 15, 16, somewhere in the mix of there. Okay. Okay. So talk about by any means necessary. So we take in the Greyhound bus to St. Louis from Atlanta and you did that a couple of times you mentioned. with, With my paycheck. I was doing that quite often. With my paycheck, because City of St. Louis have a total of good four to five tax sales per year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I would be calling my landlord and like, I'm going to be late on rent. You understand? And of course, you know, you play the whole rent game and all that good stuff. And mm-hmm. of course, you you go down and pay your rent, but I'm, I'm taking my paychecks up here to go buy a house, go buy mm-hmm. a property. Mm-hmm. You understand? So yes. So mega busting it, greyhound in it. And y'all... This was back when Megabus was putting you out on the corner at 2, 3 in the morning and you don't know where you at. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, but listen, by any means, right? By any means. By any means. Okay, so tell us about the first property that you got in St. Louis at the at the auction. How? What was okay. it? How much did you pay for all those okay. other stuff? So let me tell y'all. So this particular property, I'll say, oh yeah, I want this property right here. And mind you, this is back when it ain't a whole lot of us up in there. It, it ain't a whole lot of people, period. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it came to my property and I said, stop, because you got to go through the whole property. You have to understand what to do when you're in there, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, so I did all my due diligence before. I looked at the property, peeking through the windows. I know that someone lives in the property, but that's that's a good thing. And so I, I did all my due diligence um, before I even got there. So I started bidding on the property. And what happened is someone started bidding against me. So someone else wants the property as well. Okay. So Tiff, we probably bidded that property up to a good $3,800. And I won it, right? And I said, <sighs> I won the property like that. And so I already have different um, things set up in the background where if I already have my set amount that I'm spending, but if I go over that amount, I already have someone on standby, that's going to go ahead and send me the rest of the money. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I'm already over. Contact my folks. I, hey, I need the money. Mm-hmm. Something happened where at my bank where we couldn't get the money for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But I have to have it paid by the close of business that day. Oh, no. Listen, so I'm running around I'm like, oh, hell no. So I said, I said, go to the bank and 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 just put the money in the bank, and I just use the ATM and just withdraw the money on ATM. My ATM only have five hundred dollar limits per day. Oh no! So I'm like, oh, I'm like, what? In I'm like, oh no, this cannot be happening to me. Because if you do not pay for your property, what happens is you're banned from the tax sale. Completely, you're never able to be at a tax sale again. Wow, they're not playing no games. Not and not right in city of St. Louis, their tax sales last for three days. Whatever is not paid for and sold the first day will be reoffered the next day, mm-hmm. and whatever is not paid for and sold the second day will be reoffered on the third day. So I was just like, I was in contact with the sheriff lady up there. I was like, hey, the funds it's not going to be for twenty four. I don't fuck one trying to hear none of that. Do you hear me? <laughs> so I was just like, oh lord. I couldn't even sleep the next night. And I'm just like, forget it. I'm, I'm just going to go up there day two and just bid on it because the money will be here. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go bid on it again because I want it, but I didn't pay for it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So day two, I went up there, bid it on the property. Well, $1,600 wasn't nobody bidding against me. And because the person wasn't me. there. <gasps> what? 
And I got it for the starting bid amount, the $1,600. What he doing? <laughs> Wait. Mind you, I, I still was able to pay for the property because, of course, I got the money to pay for it now, right? Right, right. <laughs> got more than enough to pay for it now. <laughs> Wait, but I, but you, so, but you weren't banned since you hadn't paid for it the first day? That, I, I, will, I, I was banned, but it's going to be after that sale is over. Got you. Okay. 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 So once that sale was over, I was banned from the auction, but I still... <laughs> <laughs> but you got your property already. But I got my property and everything. So moving forward from there, I had to get my dad to be on all my properties for me. Okay. And so it took a few years. I contacted the sheriff, Sheriff Betts. I had to have a meeting with him and his entire team. They questioned me, asked me what happened. It was a whole big ordeal, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a whole, it was a microphone record. They wanted to understand this whole process. And he lifted the band. Wow. He lifted the band. Closed mouths don't get fed, right? This because, is true. Because I didn't feel like playing with my daddy with my properties, child. He. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, wait, wait. So, okay. So, before you even got to this auction, they already tell you what properties are going to be up for auction, it sounds like. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so um, the um, list of properties that's for sale um, is going to come out two weeks prior to the date of the auction. Okay. So it's going to be every, at any time, entity, a county entity is going to have a tax sale. What mm -hmm. they're going to do is they're going to advertise it. They have to put it on public notice. You understand? Mm -hmm. So they have to advertise it in their judicial newspaper. And a lot of counties will put that information online. So the information is available in the city of St. Louis two weeks prior to the sale. Okay. So then you had this list two weeks prior. Mentioned you did your due diligence, so you were already researching properties. And especially now with technology, it's so easy to get information about properties online, even if you're not there because you were from a distance. But then... You mentioned you all were also looking through windows and seeing. Yes, what... because, because that is the last part of your due diligence is you're doing all of your online work to decide, okay, if this is something you want or maybe not. If mm -hmm. it's in your budget, yes. So we want to research it. But the last part of the research is physically putting your eyes on that property. Absolutely. And y'all, please put physical eyes. If you can't do it, see if there's somebody there that can. Do please put eyes on your property. The stories that I know about people that have bought property sight unseen. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it may not be the wisest decision for you. <laughs> Especially new straight out the gate. And it's a structure there. Mm -hmm. And your intentions is to keep the structure. You, you want to know what you're working with. You, yes. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Okay. So you ended up getting this property for half of what you originally was supposed to get it for. So $1,600. What work did you need to do? Because you mentioned somebody was already living there as well. So yes. how does that Someone work? Someone was living in a property. And so once, so once I get the attorney to go through all the paperwork and everything, which takes about good four to six weeks, um, I get the deed to the property, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So once we finally go over to the property, he's already left the unit. He's already left out the property. Okay. You understand? We, but in the meantime, once I see that someone is living in a property, of course, I go by at nighttime to see if the power is on. You understand? Different things like that. So mm -hmm. he left the property in. The property was in pretty decent condition. And so, really, the property only needed a little more than just basic cosmetic. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, it still mm -hmm. needed a little work. So, what I did was I closed the property up and I said, okay, I'm going to sit on this property for a minute. Now, mind you, with me being out of state, what happened is with this particular property, someone came in and vandalized the property. Because, mind you, people are paying attention in your neighborhood. Don't ever think. No one doesn't know you're moving. Mm -hmm. Don't ever think no one knows the property is vacant. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So someone came in and took the plumbing and wiring out of the property. And so we had to get the whole home rewired and all of that good stuff. Now, mind you guys, those are, that's the, the ugly part of real estate. 
it, that, that a lot of people don't want to tell you about. And mm -hmm. I just did a live yesterday talking about sexy real estate. Everyone's attractive to the sexy real estate, but that's just what they're showing you. They're not showing you the ugly part of it. They're mm -hmm. not showing you that someone is going to break into your unit and steal all the wiring from out of your house, all the plumbing from out of your house, if you don't have anyone living there. That's why when, when I get a tax sale property and there's someone living in the unit, it could, it, it's, it's, it's really beneficial to me that they're there as well as I could be beneficial to them as well. So it's like being able to come meet these individuals, see how we can work together. Because mm -hmm. I know if I have a vacant unit, those are some of the things that I'm going to have to deal with, especially if I'm purchasing something out of state. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. The property, it definitely needed work. We got the wiring redone and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the property needs a, need about 30, good $30,000 worth of work and a tenant. So being able to understand the back end, because like in my, in my scale membership group, what I teach individuals is, is the fact that you're, okay, we got the real estate, but that's not it. You're not finished. There's right. still, that, that's just that's, that's the first step is the mm -hmm. acquisition of it. There's still a lot more work to do. So yes, congratulations. We got the property. Now let's get, let's get back to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people need to understand is the property is a win, but we still, we still have work to do. Hey y'all, Tiffany here. Are you looking to purchase or sell real estate? As you know, I'm your aid to assets and I want to help you with all of your real estate endeavors. Whether you're local here like me in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, I can then help you purchase or sell your next property. If you're looking to purchase or sell outside of North Carolina, let me know too, I can still help you. I have a team of agents all over the country that I can connect you with to partner on your next deal. Let's get to the closing table, y'all. We buy our way to wealth, whether that's buying right or selling better. Can't wait to hear from you. Click on the link in the bio if you want more information on how to personally work with me or an agent on my team. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. It's a benchmark. It's, it's, a, it's a good milestone, but it is not the end of the race for sure. Absolutely. So, now, for people who may not be familiar with the tax liens, I imagine I have some listeners that are like, wait, how is it possible that you can purchase a property from the state or county for $1,600 and then that be it? Can you explain that a little bit more? Okay. So basically tax liens and tax deeds is what's being sold at the courthouse stairs. And tax liens and tax deeds are byproducts of delinquent property taxes so mm -hmm. i know a lot of you have heard that oh if you go to the if you go pay somebody property taxes you get to keep their house no you can't pay no one's property taxes you need to purchase their tax liens and their tax deeds there's a difference between pay and purchase mm -hmm. so if you pay someone's property taxes basically they're gonna they, they may send you a thank you card like thank you so much we need to do this again next year <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But when you purchase their when you purchase their liens or their deeds, depending mm -hmm. on your state and county, what happens is you have a vested interest within yep. that property now. You mm -hmm. understand if you're in if you're purchasing a lien because you're in the lien a tax lien state, what happens is you take first position over all other liens on that property, including the mortgage. The mortgage mm -hmm. is a lien. Now, if you're a tax deed state, depending if it's a redeemable deed, you you have possession of that actual deed. All this information is recorded at the courthouse. You are the deed holder. And if it's a redeemable deed, what happens is state statutes allow that property owner a certain amount of time to come back to reclaim that for from you. Mm -hmm. But it reclaims it with interest attached to it. You understand? So it's a win-win situation. And if you're in a tax deed state, Similar to the way the city of St. Louis operates, when you purchase a property at a tax sale, the property is yours. After you complete the confirmation process, going through all the other detailed processes and procedures they have in place in order for you to get that deed in your name. Perfect. Thank you so much for that breakdown for those that are familiar. So y'all, depending on where you want to invest, whether that's home where you are, or if you want to be an out-of-state investor, a big portion of that is to figure out, are you in, 
going to be in a tax lien state or a tax D state? And what does that mean for you? This is part of the due diligence as you're thinking about the market and what you want to invest is understanding those nuances. So we've talked before about like, is this a landlord friendly state or a tenant friendly state? This is another example of that. Is this a tax lien state or a tax D state? And so this is an opportunity for you to invest the money. And even if you're, for example, in a D state where there's a right of redemption period, you're still making money on the money that you spend. So this is another way we are getting away from bank accounts, savings accounts that are giving us 0.04% interest. And we are making some more money on our money. And so if you, maybe you may say, I don't actually want to be a landlord, I, but I do want to make some money. I have some capital that's just kind of sitting right now and I want to make some extra money. This is Absolutely. a great way to be able to do that. So research to see in all of them, you do not have to be in person like St. Louis. Some you are able to do online, which is crazy to me now mm-hmm. with technology. After, after the pandemic started, they were able to do auctions in person yeah. before. So a lot of these government of the entities, they had to create an online system. And for many of them, they haven't gone back to in person, which makes it a lot easier for out-of-state investors, which is super cool. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that right of redemption period? Let's yeah. say, for example, I purchase in a state that has right of redemption and then the owner wants their property back. What is that process like? What that process is like, well, let's say that we're going to be, what's a redeemable day, Georgia. Let's say we're right here in the state of Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. So you purchase a property at, on the courthouse stairs. You get the tax deed. It's recorded at the courthouse. And the property owner has a year to come back and claim and pay, reclaim their deed. They have to mm-hmm. redeem it from you, right? Mm-hmm. So within that particular moment during that redemption period, at any time, the property owner is not going to actually contact you. They have to go through your the courthouse. The courthouse is always going to act like the middleman. So mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about nobody come knocking at your door. Give me my property back. And yep. nor, nor should you go to that property and for any reason mm-hmm. about anything about that house. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you are the deed holder. So you cannot be telling those people get out of the house because I've, I've seen the stories is out of control. So mm. during that redemption period, you have to allow the property owner to actually redeem. And now if, if the property owner does redeem, what they're going to do is go to the courthouse, the, sh- the sheriff's office, and pay the funds in order to redeem that property, which means they're going to pay the amount that you pay plus the 20% interest. So you, you get what I'm saying? So they're mm-hmm. paying that money's back that you that is due and you're going to receive your funds back plus 20% interest. I just want you to say that again. How much interest are they paying? 20% interest. And that's just in the first year. Now, mind you what the state of Georgia is, is the fact that that 20% penalty is activated the day the property is sold. So let's say the property owner, Oh, they run into the courthouse the next day. Like, Oh, I just, I'm, I'm late. My flight was late and I couldn't get in. You nailed 20%. Period. Period. Do you understand what I'm saying? But other states, there's some other states where if they come running, I missed my flight. I'm here to make my payment here. It's one and a half percent of the amount they paid. So you have to understand how your specific state statutes are written so you know exactly the type of return that you're going to receive. Now, with the state of Georgia, it's 20%, and that's for the first year. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say it goes into another year. It's another 10% on top of that, which makes it 30%. What? <laughs> In the comments, y'all, 30%. I need to go. Tiffany, we, after this, after this, we go. In the comments, y'all, 30% on your money. 30%. If it can go all the way up to 50%. In the yeah. state of Georgia, you have, have the state to of Texas. Tax the state of Texas, their redeemable deeds is twenty five percent. You understand what I'm saying, good people? So imagine, imagine your money, which it is, is sitting mm-hmm. in somebody's bank right now, mm-hmm. and the return that you're getting for your money sitting in that bank is zero point zero one percent per year. 
mm-hmm. per year. But in the state of Georgia, you can park your money in deeds, redeemable deeds, where you're getting 20% interest within a year. You, you, you see how that adds? You, you see, it's, it's a win-win. You're either mm-hmm. going to get the property or you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. State of Texas, you're going to either get the property or you're going to make money. You understand? But also, you can be strategic when you're actually investing in these deeds as far as investing in deeds where you know the property owner is not going to let their property, their $500,000 home go for $20,000, you know they're going to redeem. Mm-hmm. You understand? So just understanding the processes and the procedures and knowing that you're going to win regardless. And that's why investing in tax liens and tax deeds is the best entry-level investment vehicle into real estate. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now for those who may be curious to ask what happens to the mortgage, because like, for example, you mentioned the property in St. Louis, there was, there wasn't a, there wasn't someone that was staying in the property. So it was vacant. So we assume that that it's been abandoned. That was probably a renter and not the owner of the house. But Mm -hmm. what happens if you get a property where it was the owner was the person that was there and then they either they're still there but they haven't paid their taxes, what happens to the mortgage? Okay, so basically what happens is, so with during that time where your property is going up for tax sale, there's a process before it actually makes it to the stairs. Okay, now, before it makes it to the stairs, the county and the sheriff's office, they work together and start contacting all vested parties that have some type of interest within that property whether it's your mortgage company, where it's the HOA, whether it's uh, IRS, the state were for in- income tax, any type of lien attached to their property, they're going to be contacted and notified via mail, certified mail, letting them know that this property is going up for tax sale. Now, if none of those parties pull the property from the sale by paying those property taxes, and if none of those parties during the redemption period redeem that property, each one of those entities loses their right for that property, loses their interest altogether. Mm-hmm. So let's say then I buy a house from, mm-hmm. from a tax sale and let, if, let's say it's a tax lien state. So we don't even have the redemptive, it's over. Can I then sell that property for what it is actually worth, not what I paid for it? What do you mean? So, so with a tax lien, with tax liens, there's always a redemption period. Okay. So once that redemption period is over and I fully own this house outright. Well, it all depends. So when, you, when you're when you dealing in a tax lien state, let's say you're going to be in the state of Florida. Florida does liens and deeds, right? You purchase a lien in the state of Florida, the lien redemption period is two years. A deed, there is no redemption period in Florida, but a lien is a two-year redemption period. Okay. Now, once that redemption period has passed, that property does not automatically convert over to you. You have to actually bring that property up for auction for a tax deed auction and the highest bidder wins that property. Mm. So I need y'all to understand each state is going to do something completely different. So mm-hmm. let's say that you go somewhere like Alabama and Alabama, you get the, the lien has not been redeemed. That means what you're going to do from that moment on is contact the attorney's office. Now, mind you guys, do not contact the attorney's office after the redemption period is over. You need this. These attorneys have to actually start working on this prior to the redemption right. period. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's not wait till the redemption period is over. It's like, okay, let's start now. No, start contacting your attorney, attorneys at least a year before your redemption period is over. And in Georgia, at least six months before the redemption period is over. But in Alabama case, you contact the attorney's office, let them know, hey, the property owner isn't redeeming or I still have a year left on here. He's going to start the process. Once that deed is in your name, once the property is officially yours, you can do with your property as you please. Wow. You can do with your property as you please. Now, I want y'all to understand something about tax liens and tax deeds is the fact that 
even though the redemption period is over, or let's say even if there is no redemption period, during that process of your attorney foreclosing, confirming that whole process, mm -hmm. the property owner can always contest. Okay? Don't say, oh, you can't come back. No, by law, they have the right to contest. Mm -hmm. You understand? So during that time, that property owner can't contest. So just be aware of that, which is hardly ever, but sometimes they do. Okay? And Absolutely. nine times out of ten, they've already been notified. They just prolonging the um delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless the county has not done what they were supposed to do to contact all interested parties within that property to let them know it was going up for sale. Now, but either way, if we have gotten the lien or the deed, we still get our money, but we just may not end up with money. the property. And yeah, you may not end up with the property, but you still get your money. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Y'all, uh, there's too many ways to get money in real estate for us to be in the sidelines. There are too right. many ways for us to be getting money. Okay, so you have an opportunity if folks want to tap in more and be a part of your community to actually do this and learn more about that. Tell us about that opportunity. Okay, so my membership group is called SCALE, which is Start Controlling Assets by Leveraging its Equity. And that's, that's my major thing, guys, is controlling your assets. A lot of people out here just, they're in a rush to buy real estate just to sell it, but... You, you, you're selling your bag because the real estate is the money. You understand what I'm saying? That's the bag right there. So I'm teaching individuals how to control it as opposed to selling it and leveraging this equity. So it's a scale membership group. We have a lot of great individuals in the group. We teach about tax liens, tax deeds. I teach about OTCs, which are over-the-counter purchases that we never even discussed throughout this call. It's a whole nother part of tax sale properties. I, they have access to all my ebooks. We have a live Q&A every single Sunday. We have individuals that come in and talk to the team. We go to events together. We attend tax sales together. You can have one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with me. I'm available at all times. They know that I will assist them throughout this process because it's a lot of people who just doing it for the first time. And it's a lot of people who are skeptical about this even being something real. And so once they start actually acquiring these properties it's like they got bit by the bug too it's like where are we going next <laughs> what state we finna start shopping in <laughs> but scale your membership group guys that is a great way to actually get started and we go through the basics of tax liens and tax deeds understanding the process how it actually becomes to be a lien or a deed you understand and I have different creative strategies that I use where I teach people there's three opportunities for you to make money in real estate on your courthouse stairs. You understand? So join the membership group today if you're interested. I'm on all platforms. Wow. And y'all, I have seen clips of the folks that go to these tax sales with Tiffany and they are super hype. People are really walking away, having properties that they are able to win. So if you are interested, be sure to hit that link in the show notes. We'll have all the details there for you. This is super exciting. And we talked about being intentional about getting in rooms, connecting with people that are doing similar things that you are doing so you can, one, learn from others, but also just have people that are also doing this, that are on this journey along with you. This is a phenomenal opportunity for you to do that. Mm -hmm. And yep, then, Tiffany, you also have written a book as well that people can talk sure. about, so people can read and learn more about. Tell us about that. You're just doing all yeah. the things. Yes, child. I, I have several books. <laughs> I, I have never in my life thought I was going to be. <laughs> yes. Several books, but my most recent book is Seven Mistakes to Avoid. Seven of the biggest mistakes to avoid at a tax sale. Guys, because we make this mistake. I've made the mistakes. I told y'all I was banned. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> my first day at the gate. <laughs> I'm banned. <laughs> but these are uh, seven of the biggest mistakes to avoid at a tax sale. That particular book is going to be a Black Friday special. So, Tiff, can we leave a link so that they can get on the wait list? Absolutely. Awesome. Get on the wait list, guys. And I'm going to shoot that book to you guys first thing on Black Friday. And it, it is invaluable to know the mistakes not to make. Because at the end of the day, guys, no one told me about those mistakes. I had to figure it out along the way. 
You understand? And so being able to have that type of information ahead of time is extremely valuable. Love it. Yes, that will be, get the book, y'all. Black Friday special, y'all. So make sure you're going to be at the house stuffed Mm -hmm. after eating dinner. This is a great read. So that way you can continue to learn how you can invest in real estate. We're talking about properties for under $2,000. This is still happening today, right now. You can invest with way less money than what you think is possible. So definitely tap in. And where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me on Instagram, um, Tiffany Tyus, the Tax Out Expert book. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Fanbase. I'm on LinkedIn. All platforms. I'm across the board, good people. Tiffany Tyus, the Tax Out Expert. If you want to get some real estate, the best way to get it is to start investing in real estate. And that's what I'm saying. Tax liens and tax deeds is the best way, good people. You don't have to have a any. You don't have to have credit checks, no credit scores, no bank statements, no W tools. None of that. No real estate license. None of that. And you could still do it while working a nine to five. You understand? Because at the end of the day, guys, you have to start. You know, and, and starting is sometimes is the biggest hurdle is just being able to start. And if you're ready, if you're ready to scale, join me so you can get yourself some real estate. I love it. Let's get it. I'm y'all I'm tapping in. Let me go ahead and be very clear. Mark will <laughs> hear what I say. Tiffany will own a tax lead tax deed. I got to get on some learning states. Tiffany will have a tax lien tax deed house in 2024. Be yes. clear about it. So speaking of that, before we wrap up, one of the last things that I love to do here on the show is we believe in vision casting. And so we set our intentions and we make it plain. So a year from now, three years from now, however you choose, what is going to be true for you and your business? Oh, wow. Mm. Um, a year, a two years, three years from now. Honestly, Tiff, I don't know. You know what? It's 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 like this. It's like I actually absolutely love knowing what I do, mm-hmm. and no matter where it takes me, I'm okay with it. Mm. No matter where I end up with this, I am absolutely okay with it. Y'all, I aspire to have that sense of peace, that sense of certainty that I am doing what I am supposed to be doing. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining today. You're welcome, lady. Thank you for the invite. Uh, It was an awesome opportunity and I love it. Absolutely. We're going to have to get you to come back so you can talk about the OTC since we didn't get to do that. We're going to have to, you are a friend of the pod. And so we would love to have you come back and continue to share your experience and your knowledge with us. Awesome. Guys, don't forget the free download, the free Black Friday special. Get on the wait list so you can get those um, biggest mistakes to avoid. Absolutely. Hit that link in the description so you can get on the wait list. This has been another amazing episode of the Aid to Assets podcast. Tiffany already told you there's no reason for you not to get in this investing game. Can't wait to see you at the closing table. Bye for now. Bye, ladies. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Aid to Assets. Remember, your journey from nine to fiver to successful real estate investor is within reach. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep investing in your future. If you'd like to know more, connect with me on Instagram at Aid to Assets. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, happy investing.